lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome around the virtual campfire for a very special episode of Frithcast. And it is special not just because it contains a Kate. It, it, it does, it does. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of mundane, really, isn't it? You're not. No, mundane <laughs> Kate is not a thing. Not only because it contains a cape, but also we have two very special and honoured guests joining us around the virtual campfire in conversation with a mug of tea, a biscuit, and their knees are nice and warm. So we'd like to talk you through maybe a couple of things that are going to happen in the very near future. Everybody, I know what's going to happen. Everybody's going to nick my marshmallows is what's going to happen. That's usually what happens. Mm. Are you not used to it by now? Pretty much. Yeah. I know. I'm not bitter. I can hear that. You're fine. <laughs> so, lovely listeners, we'd better introduce ourselves, because if this is the first Frithcast you are hearing, boy, are you in for a very random ride when you go and listen to our back catalogue, which is available on Podbean. I'm Suzanne Martin. I am a heathen based in Derbyshire in the UK. I have a head full of random stuff that is occasionally useful. And I am Kate, and I'm not a heathen. I'm a sort of a druidy, witchy thing, uh, mostly coffee-powered, and I have very little of use to contribute. But I live here, so I join in. That's good. Okay, we'll work with that. Thank we you. can do that. We, okay. can, we can make something of this. So, lovely listeners, we have two lovely and honoured guests that we are hoping to have a bit of a chat around the virtual campfire. We have... Uh, Olivia from Heathen Women United, and we also have Andrea Hilskoff, who is going to talk about her new upcoming book, and also about the upcoming imminent Heathen Women United conference. So, um, Olivia, can we go to you first, if that's okay? Just talking Absolutely. about um, the. The, the the official representative of Heathen Women United around the virtual campfire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's talk. Uh, yeah. Um, looking at the, the upcoming conference, how long has the, the conference been going for those that maybe haven't encountered the conference before or maybe haven't encountered Heathen Women United and the work that, it, it, that happens there? Yeah, so this is our fifth annual conference that's coming up in July. Uh, so we've been doing this for five years. Um, the very first conference that we did was in person in a little retreat area in North Carolina in the United States. Um, very beautiful, um, probably a little more complicated to put together because there, in, in those days when, you know, pre-pandemic, we were still organizing things in person and there's a lot of beauty to that. Um, yeah. Nowadays, of course, we're doing Zoom, and that's beautiful for other reasons. One, because it takes away a little bit of the stress of the physical planning, but also because more people can be uh, can participate, which is really great. Um, yeah. But yeah, our goal really has just been to bring people together. Um, obviously, the name of the organization when we started is Heathen Women United, but you know, our goal really is to bring heathenry together, regardless of gender or, you know, anything, all people are welcome. And um, they could even not be heathen. Maybe they're just interested in learning a little bit more about, you know, the heathen world and 
we're really happy to have everybody participate. So Zoom is really fantastic for that. And that is the way that we're going to be offering it again this year um, because it mm -hmm. makes more people able to uh, participate, which is great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you get sort of guests from around the world and visitors from around the world as well, being able to access it. Um, where, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. So the first time when we met in North Carolina, it was wonderful because, of course, when you're developing these things in Internet spaces, um, even though you make relationships with people um, and around the world, it's really wonderful. But at the same time, it is also um, maybe not sterile is probably not the right word, but it's just it's impersonal in a way because you're not connecting with people in real life. So there's a lot of, you know, yeah. benefits to being able to gather, except that we are a global organization. And so what we really want to do is just bring everybody around the world who are, you know, connected to Heath and in some way together. Um, and so we're able to do that, you know, via Zoom, which is cool. And yeah, getting speakers from around the world that represent all these different voices is also super critical for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, Yes, as you say, it's uh, there. There is always going to be that that kind of detachment, I guess, when you're you're, you're doing a sort of internet project, um, and it's it's, I mean, Zoom and similar apps mean we can sort of put names to faces and things mm -hmm. straight away. But it's yeah, there's there's something there's something more more, um, you know, there's there's the more of a sort of particular thing about getting getting to actually actually know someone and be sort of in the same space and, yeah and so mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah so thinking about maybe some of the speakers that you've uh, had in the past or the more memorable guests or more memorable conversations have you got favorite speakers or have you had favorite presentations that have come to any of the past conferences oh wow that's you know i honestly can't think of a presentation that wasn't good. And I think that's just because all the people giving up their time and their expertise and their different, you know, passion areas um, or areas of research, I mean, it's just interesting and really relevant uh, to so many different people. Um, a couple that come to mind, obviously, like Maria Kvilhaug has often, you know, participated in various offerings. We She's done some standalone presentations and also some from our conferences in the past, and she's wonderful. Um, one that comes to mind, um, Randweg and Theory Gudmund's daughter. I don't know how many people are familiar with her, but she did a presentation last year um, called Icelandic Ritual and Water Beings. And she mm -hmm. is a water vulva from Iceland. And she was just a beautiful, beautiful session. And I, I would say I probably haven't stopped thinking about the interconnectivity of water systems just globally since that presentation. So it was it was really beautiful um, and very interesting. And she's actually um, going to be speaking again at this conference uh, in July. Um, one other that comes to mind, uh, Linda Sever, who's also one of the co-directors of Heathen Women United, did another presentation in the past called Witches witchcraft and magic in Anglo-Saxon England. And that mm -hmm. is another one that she was just discussing some of her own research. And it was just really interesting, um, especially the bit about, you know, women in witchcraft and some of the magical items that have been found in burials. Um, that's also kind of stayed with me. So those are a couple, but there's been really, there's mm -hmm. been so many good ones, but those are definitely a few that have stuck with me. Yeah, they sound like quite sort of, profound encounters if they're ones that kind of keep mm -hmm. 
your, your brain then going back to them and unpacking them a bit more and then mm. going back to it and unpacking it a bit more. Yeah, obviously made an impact, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So is there anybody, given that, uh, say, budget, time, distance is not a problem at all, which, of course, mm -hmm. knowing that planning a conference, those three things are huge, um, is there anybody that you would um, ideally want to come and speak at a future conference if you could have anyone? Well, this sounds a little bit silly, probably, but obviously, I have to say everybody that's coming to our conference, you know, is coming because, you know, they have something really beautiful to offer, some really interesting insights that they want to yeah. share. Yeah. Some of them are more well known than others, and this is a really great platform to be able to project their voices out into the, the global world. And I think that, you know, that's a really beautiful thing. Um, that being mm -hmm. said, there's a couple of things that maybe not, not gonna necessarily specify people, but I would say that some things I'd love to see in the future. I would love to see a round table where different scholars or translators of the Eddas, for example, would get together and discuss their process or their approach to translation and then how their process and approach might differ for some of the scholars who are heathens as well as scholars versus those who are scholars predominantly. Um, I think that would be really fascinating. And I also mm. would love to hear from sort of, I say this in quotations, but ordinary heathens. So I think a lot of heathen really, really centers on personal and to some degree community types of practice. But what does that look like for different people around the world? And how does you know their practice or their approach shift depending on the location that you find yourself in, if at all, maybe maybe it impacts people, maybe it doesn't. I think that that's probably gonna be true for the land that people live on. So it'd be really interesting to sort of compare experiences for animists and heathenry that are you know experiencing the land in different ways, depending on where they live. So I think there's just so many layers to what that practice can look like for people, depending on where they live. And I think that is, for me, that's really the heart of heathenry. Of course, the scholarship is critical and super interesting and important, but I really feel like sometimes we forget about all of the heathens out there and how they're practicing and um, what that looks like mm. and how that's similar or different. So I'd love to do some kind of panel or round table around that at some point as well. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. The, the, the sort of connection between and the, and the, and the differences in the, the, the viewpoints and. Yeah, mm -hmm. that sort of, yes, there's the academic side to the faith, but there's also that very, personal and profound experience mm -hmm. and maybe coming to the heathen women united conference which we've been to in the past but coming to the conference is a place where you can not only share your own perspective on uh say the sagas the edits the histories but also mm -hmm. the, the personal practice and to be able to make that connection with again like you were saying before that kind of connection and community yeah definitely I think that gets glossed yeah. over. I think we discuss that a lot in certain kind of social media circles. And obviously, you know, everybody may have their own, you know, more intimate community um, with whom they can have these mm -hmm. conversations, which is great. But I think it would be really lovely to be able to, you know, put a spotlight on that in a in a healthy and supportive way, because I do think that a lot of times, you know, there's this like, oh, you're doing it wrong or well, that's not how I do it. And so I think that there's, you know, sometimes like the social media conversations can devolve. And, and so we really try to make sure that those can stay respectful and healthy uh, and really just respectful of the differences mm. that we all have in our, you know, unique approaches to the way that we practice. Yeah. 
yeah and i think sharing those practices and getting some means of being able to record those practices so that we can use them as a a, a grounding basis for evolving those practices for deepening those relationships between ourselves uh, in community and also the spirits in the land and also the the gods and goddesses that we may profoundly connect to or i may profoundly connect to some you may profoundly connect to others and we can look at those relationships and try and build those new connections for ourselves mm. absolutely so you, yeah you you mentioned the conference is in july so it's july 10th and 11th um and it is going to be via zoom um it is free but you have to register via eventbrite so i want to just make sure everybody that is interested in attending make sure that if they want to do that they seek out the eventbrite um uh, so that they can log log in and register for that. And it is open to everybody. Anybody and everybody that has an interest in attending, it's open to everybody. And I will say that um, there is a Facebook public page for the conference. Um, it can, it's called Conference of Heathen Women. So you can search for that on Facebook. You can also go to the Heathen Women United website, which is heathenwomenunited.org in order to have some links that will take you to, to the Eventbrite link. It will also give you information about the conference. Um, both the our website and the Facebook public page will be able to kind of connect people with the information that's important. That's great. The speakers yeah. list, of course, which is like the most critical thing, right? Is actually who's gonna be speaking at this thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, and we'll make sure that the, um, uh, the links to those uh, go into the, the notes for, for this. Um, awesome. For the special episodes yeah, so, so that people can find them easily. And so the mm -hmm. conference is available for anybody to attend. They don't have to be heathen or identify as woman. They can just be and come along and listen and contribute to that. That's it. You said it all. Wow. <laughs> Two days. This is going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem promising, certainly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, you were saying before that you'd got um, speakers lined up. Would you care to give us a little bit of a sneak preview about maybe a couple of those speakers that are coming to this year, just so that people yeah. get an idea of maybe the different approaches or things that they can come and see at the conference? Absolutely. So I will not speak for one of our wonderful presenters, Andrea Heilskopf, because she is going to be speaking in this podcast about a lot of the work in her recent book, Vulva, which is going to be wonderful. So I want to let her um, speak for herself. But we're really, really excited to have Andrea presenting. Um, we're also going to have uh, Nancy Marie Brown. So Nancy, she is a science writer and editor for a magazine published by Penn State University in the United States. Um, she's got a master's in comparative literature, and she um, wrote The Real Valkyrie, a woman, a warrior woman in the Viking Age. And you can find her book online, but I'm going to let people sort of do if they don't or if they're not already familiar with her work, I would love to let them, you know, go to to our, our links and kind of check check that out. So she's one mm -hmm. that I think is going to be really wonderful. Um, Runa Hjarne Rasmussen, right, doctor, he's going to be also presenting. And I think that he's probably got um, probably more people are familiar with the work that he does. He's a he has a doctorate in history of religions, um, and he has done really interesting work on queer ritual among Vikings and Afro Brazilians. 
Oh, wow. So yeah. I think that would be wonderful. Um, it's going to present a very interesting um, perspective for people and also brings up, and I don't think that he himself um, practices the Odisha religion, but he has done a lot of research with the Brazilian, specifically the Brazilian Odisha religion, and has lived in many different countries um, and continents. And but I, I will say that I think that probably having people in the heathen commu um, community at globally that also have other spiritual paths or religions that are important to their personal practice. And I think this is a really interesting sort of intersection with, with that for some people. Um, and then I would say also, well, Maria Kvilhaug also will be presenting again. And, you know, she's probably, well, she's a Norwegian author. I think a lot of people in the heathen, heathen community are aware of her work. Um, she's very well respected and um, probably The Maiden with the Mead is one of her more well-known works. And then also The Seed of Igrasil. So she will be mm -hmm. also there to talk with us a little bit. And then Tanya Lind, uh, Vulva from Iceland, and so many other people. I just, I could probably, we could just do an entire podcast talking about all the people <laughs> that are going to be there. So I'll wow. leave it there. But I do want to say Not that cool. we have a beautiful lineup of people, and I'm so grateful for all of them um, for giving of their time, energy, experience research to be able to contribute to to this experience for all the participants i was going to say wow you were going through some of those names and i'm thinking oh my goodness i so need to just come and watch all of this <laughs> yes yes <laughs> two days yeah it just does sound feed like me, some... feed me coffee and keep me awake for 48 hours because <laughs> this needs to happen it does sound like some intriguing <laughs> stuff. yeah and and that's what i've loved about some of the conferences in the past is that very much those different viewpoints, uh, some academic viewpoints, some very personal viewpoints, some very um, invitations to those very open discussions about being able to compare, contrast, but doing it in a very supported environment mm -hmm. where you feel that you can talk to the person sitting next to you or yeah. even yeah. on Zoom, you can talk to the person kind of in the next screen to you or be able to <laughs> mm -hmm know that you've got those shared interests in common, but that you all have this very deep passion for exploring this faith as it is. Right. So, yeah, I definitely totally need to stay up for 48 hours. <laughs> Just many yeah, and, like yeah, and the times so, will also be, because I'm sure that people will be saying, okay, but when are these different presenters presenting? And that will be um, available also through the Eventbrite and through our website. So definitely make sure that if you're interested in attending, check that out. I also want to do just a mini plug because we do have another conference coming up in, on September 4th of this year called Death and Dying in the Heathen World. And that is also going to be offered via Zoom. Um, and I want to mention that in particular because we are um, still accepting increase that, uh, for people that might be interested in presenting at that particular conference. Oh, um, and you can yeah. email heathenwomen at heathenwomenunited at gmail.com through the 10th of July. So right before this conference, right, basically right in the middle, right as, as this conference begins on July 10th, you know, that's kind of the cutoff date for... If, you know, anybody who has a proposal that they might like to share at the Death and Dying in the Heathen World Conference. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little bit different. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that we want to do with these conferences also is to really expand out into um, different, really important elements of 
history and heathenry and archaeology and culture and language and, and highlight certain kinds of practices that maybe either get glossed over or just not delved into deeply enough um, on, on a larger scale. So that's the reason why we are going to be doing the Death and Dying uh, conference also in September. So that's that's just like a single day conference? Yeah, that's just going to be a one day to start with. You know, we'll see how it goes and what the interest is like. Um, I think that for people that are really interested in those practices, I think this is a really, really cool opportunity. Um, also, just for people in general that are interested in heathenry or are heathen that have an interest in understanding death and dying kind of practices and rituals um, from a heathen perspective. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of really good stuff that we're going to be able to share. And Fantastic. yeah, looking at that sort of intersectionality of maybe as a heathen what we want for ourselves and maybe what heathens what other peoples in the past have had as ritual and what kind of things mm -hmm. we want to incorporate into our own practice into our own understanding uh, of things. absolutely it's absolutely amazing it certainly does <laughs> now i have i can't totally wait for september either oh, that sounds brilliant yeah we're just gonna keep it coming <laughs> yeah so coming back to uh, the main conference, which is next month, mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. short, short time away. Very short. But it is something. very, very quick. Um, I maybe want to talk a little bit to uh, our other very honored guest around the virtual campfire. Let me know if I've got this right. It's Andrea Helskoff. Yeah, that's right. And uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a, it's a great to be here and it's nice to hear you, Olivia, because you're one of the people I have met online um, and talked to for many years. It's nice to hear your voice here and I like everything yeah, you say. It's nice so. to hear you too. Thank yeah. you very sweet. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, I know, Andrea, you've got a book coming out very shortly. This Friday, yes, I have. Uh, my book, Vulva, is coming out in Denmark. So uh, that's that's uh, quite exciting right now. And also Denmark won a football match yesterday. So if you hear people cheering on the streets outside, <laughs> <laughs> in the background, the Danes have gone a bit crazy with the football. So, but yes. <laughs> I have to hear the celebrating, I think. Yeah, I've been hearing bits and pieces of it every, every, every oh, now and then. It's kind of nice after the pandemic to just see people going crazy like that. So I expect uh, um, that my reception will be on Friday and, and I totally expect that we will party a lot too. So, yeah. Hmm. Why not? This sounds like a good thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I really look forward to it. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the new book that is coming out on Friday? Um, yes. Sounds like people are very, very excited about it already. Yeah, they seem to be. It's getting a lot of uh, media coverage here in Denmark. And, and that's really amazing because I've been writing books before and I've had some media exposure. But it seems so far that this book is really striking a nerve. Is that That's how you say it in English, right? Striking a core mm -hmm. or a nerve or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, it, it's about... It's about the practice of, of being a vulva. I was initiated by my peers 20 years ago, and then I went into nature with my family and lived for 10 years in the Swedish wilderness. And that experience kind of brought me deeper into my animism, so to speak. And um, 
I decided that my next book I would I would cover the spiritual aspects of of modern life because I think we need language for that and we need personal stories about that that is not only you know academic uh, PhDs but but you know lived experience and I wanted to use my mm -hmm. skills as a, as an author to try to give as you said Olivia the the ordinary experience of being a heathen you know just voicing that mm -hmm. experience of having a, a faith or a spirituality, a religion. And um, so I decided six years ago to write this book and I've been writing it for six years and it's been like the most insane process of my life. So that's why the party on Friday will also be very big. But it's, um, it's, <laughs> it's really like, a, it's really an effort. And I will tell you now why, because it is uh, a re revitalization and retelling of Velospa, the old Norse uh, prophecy of the seers. But I have done it in the language of autofiction, meaning that I write about myself and my own lived experience, my body and, and my life. So each chapter is based on a verse of the Velospa. And I have done rituals to really dive into each verse of the Velospa. So that's why it's taken me a long time. Um, and I actually see it as a kind of self-initiation. It is an, it's, a, it's a magical work. I've, I've done ritual and it's an offering for Freya, this book. So uh, it's really like a, I've been very dedicated to this work for six years. So I can talk forever. You have to interrupt me because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, do you have a favorite verse in the Vulaspa that as you've gone along, do you have one that's really continued resonating with you? Yes, because uh, I actually, it's the first verse that it's just for 20 years, it stayed with me and I, I use it when I do rituals and I work as a Gujia also. It's just, it just res resonates with me, but obviously also the Gulvaik Haid verses, those, those were really, really difficult to write. I think those two verses took me like two years together because they're so intense. And mm. then I think, you know, the last part with Utopia, you know, after Raunerok, everything is great and happy and everybody's free and safe and, you know, that kind of joy and utopia was just super super difficult for me to write but i had this kind of great mm. i won't say revelation but as i really dived into those verses with the eagle ca catching fish uh, on the mountain you know like how is that to be understood understood metaphorically or or emotionally and i kind of it resonated with me that the mind will have access to the subconscious and, and the flow between our different states of uh, being will be connected in a way. And that was just like, ah, I get it now. Finally, I get what this utopia is and, and what is meant to be. So those are my three yeah. favorite spots in the universe, in the universe, in the, in the <laughs> Velospa. I think the universe is probably a good thing too. <laughs> it yeah, sounds exactly. like. Yes, yeah. yes, I just thought about that yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, thinking about that you're going to be speaking at the upcoming conference, um, do you feel that the role of women in modern heathenry has developed 
in past years and where might you see that going in the future? Oh, I'm so happy you asked me about this because yes, when I became heathen 20 years ago or as a troll, I didn't want to because I couldn't resonate with the macho Viking stuff. It was just, you know, what's in it for me? What's, what, what's there for me? And it was just such a... Um, uh, there was so much debate and so much like puff, puffy, like uh, what's it called? That that bird with the feathers, you know, like peacocks, male peacocks. Oh, peacock. competition. Yeah. 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 I just, I, it was very difficult to become a heathen or as a true 20 years ago because I thought there are no roles, there's no metaphors or stories that really resonate with me. And as you know, a lot of the goddesses and, and lived experience of women have been grossly um, underappreciated and, and left out of, of the collective memory. Mm -hmm. So that, that was uh, really, really difficult. And I definitely see that it has changed over the last 20 years, um, not at least because of the whole witch movement that is really catching on here in Denmark. I was in a lady magazine and they're just you know, it's 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 really popular to be a witch all of a sudden, <laughs> and and you know I have all all kinds of uh, reservations towards that and capitalization of witchcraft and yada yada yada. But I think that there is like there is really a need for a female perspective of of animism and and um, ritual and and also as a true and heathenry because let's be honest, it's been defined by men for 20 years you know male mm. academics uh, and I, mm. I really like okay I'm just gonna say this kind of as quickly as I can because I can't speak forever about this but you know our <laughs> our uh, <laughs> no but this is like really important to me like I feel we have a golden inheritance like the sagas and the Eddas it's, it's a golden thing that was left like it's a treasure chest and we have that and we need to guard it and, and respect it. And and those stories were based in what is called the oral tradition of storytelling. And mm. one of the like major things about this tradition of telling stories is that it it has a definitive body. It is told from a body in a specific time, in a specific place. And things have been abstract for so long in this modern time. So I really wanted to you know, take these stories and take them back into the body and tell them from my body and from my lived experience. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's why I think, I think that's one of the places I can see that the role of women has changed is that I'm actually being listened to now. Whereas, you know, I was on, uh, oh, there was this, uh, there was this forum, I forget it name now. But, you know, I've been banned and, you know, told to shut up online by male academic heathens a lot. And, you know, Rune, who's coming, and Matthias, this is a very small country. We know each other. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of feasting together. So, all of, and I love them. They're great people. I'm not talking trash about them. It's just they have had a lot of... Um, um, that way of telling a story has been very extensive in heathenry and I really love that it's coming back to the bodies and to the women and to the contradictory experience and all these things mm -hmm. that are kind of muddy and you know not so well defined I, I really I'm a revitalist so I think that's kind of important that we're getting more uh, attention mm -hmm. more as more I said I can't speak forever <laughs> 
Yeah, more vocal. <laughs> more vocal, so, absolutely. <laughs> we know the book comes out on Friday, which is that, not yeah. that far away at all from when we're recording it. So hopefully by the time people hear this episode, it will be out in the wild. Where yes. can people order it from? Well, the thing is that it's in Danish, so it can't be ordered right now. But my previous books, unless you read Danish, uh, but my previous books have been translated to German and Dutch and, and European languages and Canadian also. So I will try and send it out in English as soon as I can. But I have to get this Danish launch done before I can. Yeah. we can move yeah, on course. that. Yeah. Yeah, but you are w very welcome to join me on Facebook. I, I speak about the book a lot there too, <laughs> if you're more curious. Yeah, so and also, I'm coming. At, yeah, I'm coming at the conference and and talking about it. And I was actually I've been at the conference two years in a row. And last year I was with my boyfriend in the Alps of France, France, and I was supposed to talk about sex magic, and the 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 line died. So that was kind of. Sorry for that, Olivia. There was a nice <laughs> <laughs> internet. <laughs> it was kind of awkward. Yeah. But I love the conference. So, it's really great to be there. It's, a, it's such a great community. Yeah. So maybe if people are very curious about the ideas that you explore in your book and they don't happen to read Danish, then maybe a good place for them to come would be to come and listen to you speak at the conference yeah. and be able to talk with you there about mm -hmm. it as well. Or they could learn Danish. Yeah, that's a yeah. possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most difficult language in the world, they say, so, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I've, they say. Yeah. I'm afraid I've, I've never had an affinity with languages. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've tried. No. I've, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, neither. So yeah. we've got maybe one last question for you both. If you could ask one question of one of the gods or goddesses and be guaranteed a full and truthful answer what question would you ask and who would you put it to that is such a big question wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i i don't i wouldn't that will be my answer i think i, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a god for like the all-encompassing answer to anything, you know. I don't think I would. I when I ask questions to the gods or to spirits, it's more, it's more in a broad sense, you know. It's it's not so specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I see what comes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that that mirrors, I think, probably I think anything. I think I just value connection i honored the connection and then the way that it manifests in my life and you know mm. where mm -hmm. i find the meaning yeah. so i guess yeah i guess i'd have to i have to agree with andrea with that one i'm not sure i want i can't think of a question that i'd actually want an answer to without just living it out myself and mm -hmm. just seeing what happens as i go i don't profess to be any great expert on on, on heathenry but i'm um i i am conscious of the the there is a bit of a theme about uh, not asking questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah, um, might be a, <laughs> be a fairly big theme. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm just thinking of you know what what some people have had to give up for, and be able to be able to know things. Mm, yeah, 
Yeah, very much. I think the only thing I have ever like really asked, uh, it's actually a scene in my book. It was just, um, you know, am I doing this right? Was the question, <laughs> you know, am I on the right path here? Is it okay? Is, you know, am I, am I on the right path? Um, that that kind of question is is more what I would ask to deities, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of things about how to be a heathen and what you know. We don't bow to our gods and all that. And I think what you said er earlier, Olivia, is um, is so important that that you know this is an anti-dogmatic spirituality. That and it's just so important that we keep. Uh, advocating that instead of policing each other's behavior I, I'm you know some people ask specific questions to the gods and I think if that works for them it's, it's I don't have an issue with it at all it's one of the problems that I see in 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 the old as a true that that we had we did establish some kind of dogma even if we're an anti-dogmatic religion so I think it's loosening up a bit now, and I, and I love that Heathen Women United is, is so inclusive and, and inviting to all kinds of experiences and all kinds of people. So important. Yes. It's, it's one of the things I really love about the organization and really looking forward to in the upcoming conference as well is hearing those different voices in discourse with each other and being yeah. able to compare experiences mm -hmm. and, and value what you are listening and learning from other people. That's about all we've got time for around the virtual campfire. So I would like to thank you both very, very much for taking time out of what is probably quite hectic schedules to come and talk to us <laughs> around the virtual campfire. I will echo that. It's thank you much. so much. <laughs> it's yeah, thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> to speak to you. And hopefully this episode will be going out quite quickly so that we can get it out before the conference happens so that people have got a chance to listen to it and decide whether they can get to the conference and come and listen to all these fantastic speakers and hear all of these different diverse voices in discourse. So yeah, thank lovely you so listeners. much for inviting us. Yeah, thank you. You are very welcome. See you around the virtual campfire very soon. Lovely listeners, thank you very much for joining us for this Frithcast special episode. But worth every moment. But totally worth every moment. <laughs> I have I just got so much enthusiasm for these conferences <laughs> and the books coming out. I just go, wow, yes, it's amazing. See, it sounds great, but I have to live with it. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and I wouldn't swap it, swap it for anything. Lovely listeners, if you would like to find us online, you probably know where you can find Kate and myself. So I'm at Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. Uh, and if you uh, for any reason decide you want to find me, um, I'm I'm mostly in our Discord. So if you go to Facebook, just go to fb.com forward slash Frithcast pod and uh, you should find your way to our Discord from there. Yeah, so you can come and hang out with lots of lovely listeners from around the world, around the virtual campfire, come and talk in the channels, have a chat with people, say hi. Um, our esteemed guests, is there any, if there are any social media links you would like to drop either for yourself, for the conference, for the book, 
if there's anything you'd like our lovely listeners to know where they can find you or how they can contact you or the uh, Heathen Women United or find a link for the book. Yeah, I think you should you should end it because it's more important that people go to you. I'm just me, Andrea Halsko, and I'm, a, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, basically. But but listen to what Olivia says now. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I was saying before, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, the conference specifically, um, it's called Conference of Heathen Women. Um, you'll notice that there is the Raven flag is there. Hopefully that helps people tell which is which. I don't know how many Conference of Heathen Women pages are out there, but we have a public page. There's about 150 some members there. Everybody is welcome to join that Facebook page for more information. And then you can also go to our website at heathenwomenunited.org also for more information about our organization and also to connect about conference information. Excellent. That's lovely. Thank you both very much. Lovely listeners, thank you for joining us around the virtual campfire for this very special episode. We hope to see you at the upcoming Heathen Women United Conference, and we will talk to you all next time in the next of our regular scheduled episodes. Because I can't remember what number it is, can I you? I can't. Never I've mind. No, no clue what number it is, but it's coming in just over a week, so it'll, it'll be fine. It'll turn up. It will. All right. Mostly on time, like buses. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> bye for now. Bye-bye. Sleep.